Okay. Man, I just crushed like a McDonald's vanilla cone. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. How was it? <laughs> well, my stomach's making some some feelings, so oh, sure. to be continued. But uh, Hopefully right. you can get through this pod. Oh, I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> GTA, born and raised, on the ice rink is where they spent most of their days. Skating, shooting, relaxing, all cool, just playing some puck outside of the school. Now, three guys who are pretty good and still kick it in the same neighborhood. The Leafs will make one lose their hair, the other two will never ever care. This podcast is not recorded in front of a live studio audience, brought to you by Peloton. I'm just going to start off by saying you said you were going to bring creativity every week, and so far you are one for one, sir. Well, two for two once we post the other one. Well, yeah, that's true. So anyway, all right. So, okay, uh, switching some a little bit of gears, even though we have one episode in the pipe already, we're making changes. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> changes are good. Cha- not all changes, but some. Uh, this change is good. Is that a new voice? Which change? What? Which voice? I can have Elmo host this pod. Don't let me do it. Um, so, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure Elmo's going to make a couple appearances. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, folks, uh, two changes. One, you know how it was the dynamic duo that turned time around? Now mm-hmm. we got the Holy Trinity. Yes, sir. Me, myself, Michael Kikamo, and Giovanni Siciliano will still be hosting this pod, but we have a third. His name is Michael Lascaris. <laughs> All right, Mikey. Um, introduce yourself to the to the fine folks. Well, uh, my name is Mike. Uh, one of two Mikes that's going to be on this podcast, at least for the foreseeable you can just, future. You can just call me CAC. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to get some uh, taking used to. But oh uh, yeah, you've known <laughs> he's known me since like we were like four or five. So yep. it will it will it's okay. A, it's a new name. It's a new look for you. But I like it. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually been like around my life for four years. We just haven't reconnected. And I think this is the first time True. in the, like ten years. True. No, 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 less than that. It's been it's been a while. Been a long it's time. Been a while for sure. Uh, like I said, my name's Mike. Longtime Leaf fan. Although some others might think differently. Um, he's looking at me, by the way. I'm there's there's this thing where his dad might be something of a Montreal Canadiens fan. I love it's him. Not, I love Charlie. Leave not, him alone. It's not just my dad either. It's yeah. my whole family. And I can't confirm or family. deny there's a picture out there of a certain someone with uh, some certain red, blue, and white gear. Have, but we're just uh, going to move on from that. I have my legal team. They're uh, proceeding <laughs> with legal action. Team. <laughs> um, that that, uh, that picture is not for It's false. Release. It's not you, eh? Um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a longtime hockey fan, longtime Leaf fan, uh, very passionate about the sport, and I'm excited to be here. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah, uh, and and finally, let's go, let's get it going. Yeah, we'll do it. So, we'll just give a little background here. Me and Mike, we met each other in high school, along with the other Mike, the CAC. Yeah, and um, it's this podcast and hockey has kind of brought us all back together. Even though me and Mike. Lascaris still keep in contact very often. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all back together in the same room, and it kind of feels like high school again, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. It's a good time. We all shared uh, common passions, I think, even throughout high school. Oh, yeah. Um, all of us within within the acting sort of uh, 
sort of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to get us all back together. I think it's uh, it could be something special for sure. So yeah, we all played hockey, and now what's better to do than just talk hockey? That's I, I do it anyway, so I might as well record it. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might as well <laughs> force people to listen to my opinion. The exchanges we've had over the years, man, I'm so upset. Some of it has not been recorded. They've been some heated ones for yeah, sure. Very. Heated. And you know what? We're gonna need it. We're gonna need to spice that up. Oh, 100 percent. We're gonna bring it up. We're gonna bring it up. Okay, so the I'm second show, the second change and it's great to have Mikey on board and when Giovanni or Gio just messaged me about it he was just like what do you think and I went sounds good and then I thought about it I'm like no don't ask him demand he be here (laughs) because I've always we've always gone along actually I don't know if Gio knows this our grade eight play you played my best friend I did yeah and so (laughs) he did he really did was that the role best friend oh well no he had a bigger role than my best friend (laughs) definitely had names so uh, I just I remember my name. What was your? I think your name was Tony. It doesn't. It's not important. Hey, don't. Don't Tony. What you doing? It was one of those like throwback like sixties, uh, like, yeah, fifties, sixties musical. Like diner Greece. It was yeah, Greece, it was like right? a ch- it was like a cheap knockoff of Greece. But I was right, the lead exactly. role, and I didn't have any singing or dancing uh, <laughs> lines. So they're all like dan- they're all like practicing dancing and singing, and I'm just there chugging like a slice. I'm like enjoy the enjoy rehearsal, guys. Yeah. I'm gonna go have recess. You plebs. Uh, but <laughs> but the second change is what we're gonna do on. Uh, on our social media pages, myself, Gio, and Mike, we have a we we thought that we were gonna name it one other thing, but I thought you know what I'm I'm all about fan involvement, and I think something I've learned from other podcasters is that the fans or the listeners, fans, hockey fans, they love to have a voice. So what we're gonna try, what we're gonna do is we have some options for you, and what we would like you to do is to vote on what you would think on what you think would be or should be. Our podcast name now because it's going to be friends, family, and exes that you still get along with and are on speaking terms. Don't know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> awkward. Awkward. Um, if you have an idea, you can comment below. And if it sounds something that is better than what we feel is on our list, then we'll do it. So I can't go from Instagram Live to my notes, so I have to unfortunately end this. <laughs> um, hey, I actually had some questions. Interesting. I'll get back to that later. So, okay. Big news coming out last night. Taylor Hall. Traded. Yeah. And he was not going to go to the Leafs yeah, yeah. or Edmonton. You know, as a Leaf fan, my initial instinct was like, oh, my God, Taylor Hall to the Leafs. Maybe we'll trade, like, <laughs> you know, uh, Janssen, a couple draft picks, whatever. One um, problem, money. Yeah. You have no money. No <laughs> so money. you have nothing, guys. We're broke. We broke. For one, the, for one of the richest franchises in sports, I mean, that's this predicament that we're finding ourselves in is hard cap. It's not, that, it's it's hard not cap. that you're broke; it's that you have no cap. Room. No, that's yeah. the thing. Right? It's the that's hard the cap, thing. and it's because more than half your your cap is tied to like four or five players. It's like being a, like a billionaire in jail. You know what I mean? <laughs> or a billionaire, but like seventy percent of your pension. Or seventy percent of your income goes to all your ex-wives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Remind me again. Six times. Back on Taylor Hall before. Yeah. When I when we were here in the last couple of days, like Colorado, Arizona were in the mix, and I was thinking, man, if Colorado can make a push for Taylor Hall, that like, wouldn't be fair. Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of ridiculous. And then even like a month ago, when these trades were being brought up because New Jersey 
like they were just doing terrible, not as good as they were expected to do. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll do I'll do the John Tavares kind of treatment. Like maybe I'll stay. Like I'm thinking of staying. he yeah. was never going to stay. No, no and there way. was talk about him going back to Edmonton. If I Edmonton, never believe that. I never believed that too. But Could you imagine? Ex- I was just, just going to say, man. wild. Like I wouldn't see him. I mean, he couldn't really ax that, I guess. But right. he, he wouldn't resign at Edmonton after that anyway. And you probably have to give up a lot. And Edmonton doesn't have a lot to give up to begin well, with. They don't really have much cap room either, do they? They don't. No. They don't. They. Right. They. I think they have just around the same amount, if not just a little more breathing room than the mm-hmm. Leafs. But here's so here was the trade uh, for those that were are not sure by the time this is posted. But I'm gonna say it anyway. It's my due diligence. Taylor Hall, fifty percent retained. That's interesting. Yeah. It is. And Blake Spears, two new. Uh, nope, to Arizona, <laughs> to New Jersey. Nick Merkley, Nathan Schnarr, Kevin Ball, a first-round pick and in this next draft, and a conditional third-round pick that can become a second or a first in the 2021 NHL entry draft. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I don't know. Let's let's talk about does do you think Arizona overspent? No, no, not at all. Yeah. I don't think oh. that at all. Okay. I, the fact they got to, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess you're only getting them for the next five months, depending if they go on a deep run, maybe six. Um, you are only paying half the salary, so he has a $6 million cap right. hit. You're only paying three. I don't think Arizona is in cap trouble or cap hell, as you would like to call it. I would, I doubt that. Ekman Larson, he just signed a nice new ticket, but, like, I don't think it's affecting them too bad. Um, I, th- I think the Leafs are still paying a little bit of fill for them. I th- <laughs> unless he gets flipped one more time, which I don't see, then it'll be off the Leafs' books. But I think they're still paying a little bit. But they are now currently at zero cap space with this trade. Really? Yeah. Uh, they, I knew Arizona? they were tight. Arizona. I knew they wow. were tight. I didn't think they were that tight. Wow. Is that... Do they still have, like, those expiring deals? So it's like, projected cap space is zero. Their current cap space is 39.6K. What are they spending it on? That's is my, that that's is that Hosa and Datsuk oh, still on the books? Oh, well, it could right. be, but wouldn't they have gone to LTIR? That's what. I, yeah, exactly. I don't understand. Uh, Interesting. Goalies, they have three goalies. Injured even, reserve. Well, Harmelson. I don't, I don't remember if that LTIR. It doesn't. So count they do. They have Marion Hosa. So they have Marion Hosa on LTIR, mm-hmm. and they have a buyout with Mike Ribeiro. Mike Ribeiro, wow. the Portuguese prince. Legend. Legend. Wow. That guy is still <laughs> kicking. Okay. Interesting. So they yeah. still have that. Okay. Well, let's go back. Let's go back. If if what I don't think they paid a lot at all. You're so you're keeping half the salary, but I guess I guess they kind of had to by the sounds of it. Um, and what I was reading about these three g- prospects they got in the trade, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah. The so, fact that I really haven't heard their name too often tells me that you know what these guys are expendable. Yeah, they're definitely matter. they're definitely not like A prospects, but I was seeing they're like maybe Bs at most and then a fir- like a, a conditional draft picks like they have to win around he's got to resign. So right. like yeah, you're gambling and you're hoping that he would resign and they do go far, but for right now I, I mean I think New Jersey took more of a gamble in this trade. Well, the thing is they don't want too good of a return, right? They're still trying to tank for that first or second, third overall spot, and this is going to be a deep draft. Yeah. I've heard of Nick Merkley because he was he was compared to I forget the defenseman that San Jose drafted years ago, a couple of years ago, actually not that long, but like he was like not a head case, but he was there was there was a thing about him. Is he related to Ryan Merkley, who's in the San Jose system? 
could be. Oh, that could be that could be the defenseman th- we're talking about. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, so, completely different. And he's right. he's supposed to be a stud. So I, there's yeah. So I mean, Nate Schnarr, uh, Wash. Who? Yeah, yeah. Right? That's <laughs> oh my god! Look at his. Look at him. He looks like he's. <laughs> look at his. That's a great picture. Oh, I knew you showed him. Um, <laughs> and then Good Kevin, stuff. like you know, it, 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 second round pick in twenty eighteen, like their their prospects were for, for sure. But I think the picks is what's most important, and it's going to be a late hope. Like so, so what are the picks again? So there's a definite first round pick in okay. this next in this definite draft. First round pick, and then the third. Pick the third round pick in 2021 can become a second or a first depending on, I guess where they finish. So but they could okay. get two firsts out they of this. Technically, they could, could get two firsts, yeah. but it's not it's not a for sure thing. If right? this was Ottawa, it'd be a f- two first, not lottery protected. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you you know? know what? They got lucky on that. Let's let's talk about that quickly. Like <laughs> they are lucky. Brady Kachuk turned out to be a good player because yeah. if they let that slide, like. They're lucky. That's all I'm saying. They're lucky that they're also lucky that Brady Tkachuk was still available. Yeah, because Montreal was like, "We're gonna go for the center." It's like, no, you draft <sighs> yeah. talent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe he'll pick it up in the next five years. But like, but- <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it now. Uh, Christian Dvorak. Like, I haven't been keeping track of him. I know he was a really good prospect in London right. and stuff like that. And if this first line could potentially look Hall on the left, Dvorak in the middle, and then you got Phil the Thrill on the right. Not bad. That's it. That's Clayton Keller, Soderbergh. Like, this is what surprised me about Arizona. They're second in the Pacific, or yeah, I believe they're second right now. Yeah. Um, they're doing well. I have it right here. Sorry. The thing is, I'm so glad that like after like 25 years, this team is finally relevant. Yeah. Like so. <laughs> me too. So they're in the second position, but like I'm looking at their roster, and I'm going without Taylor Hall there now, but they had Dvorak, Kessel, then you got Soderbergh, Keller, and Schmoltz on a second line. Dude, like Carl Soderberg, yeah, he's your second line center, and this team is in second place. It just, it, like, ah, it bugs me when I'm a Leaf fan. Yeah, and, me too. And I see that kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is, this is where all the bitterness derives from. Mm-hmm. Is, is this? Is this? Right? And they almost have a spitting image of a GM who's like a young guy, like forward thinking, and John Chica compared yeah. to Kyle Dubas and like Dubas Light. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So, Dubis I don't know. I think I I think they didn't really pay a price and I think it can it, I don't I can't see how this is a bad move for them and I agree. They're I making a push. Agree. You got to give them credit. They're making a push. I think they should. What like like when's the next time that they're going to have an opportunity like this? That's what I mean, man. Like right? You talk yeah. about windows. They're right? never relevant. They're Ever. Yeah. last time Ever. they were relevant was when Shane Doan was captain and even even still. They went to the conference final, but that still, was like 5 years ago now, oh, just right. about. That, Long, 2012, 2012. Uh, sorry, yeah, 2012. So even even at that point, though, that was the first. Like that. And was Mike Smith was standing on his head too. Like, right. yeah. The thing is, for me, why I'm has I like, I love a deep prospect pool, and I'm mm-hmm. you know I I'm sure it was more Hall's decision to like go with a trade because he was like him and his camp were really kicking tires. It seems like he really wanted out of there. Holy, right. I mean, can you blame him? No, like, no, I can't. But, I mean, but it's got just a, you got to question that like. The dynamic in the dressing room, wherever this guy goes, right? Well, PK Subban's in that dressing room, and we'll get to that later. About that, yeah. You know what? I think PK has a strong personality, as does someone else in this room, and maybe another guy. This (laughs) This Um, guy, this guy. But you know what? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We're waiting for an hour early this time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I I don't think that he 
is necessarily a hard guy to play with. I mean, it seemed like he always had decent relationships with his teammates, like Carey Price on the Habs, for example. Oh, so, well, well, oh, I'll get to that later. Okay, but keep going. Okay, no. So <laughs> that's that. I I just don't think I don't think PK is necessarily a problem in the dressing room. But Taylor Hall, he's he seems to be more quiet, a little bit more reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the kind of guys that might rub someone the wrong way in the dressing room, right? Well, yeah. the other thing too is Hall had a like bad injury last year, right? And he's right. now again the team I know, but he had like he had four or five goals this season. Right, so like I, you could say, okay, maybe it's the team. It could be he's still battling injury. I mean, he right. did win two seasons ago the Hart Trophy. Right, and that's and that's my point. And he was also football. the leading scorer on his team by like forty five points. Right. Like Nico Heischer was a rookie and he had fifty three, and Hall had like ninety something. Right. Like, yeah. right, like that. Those are impressive numbers. Like the guy is, he's got talent. I mean, right. So you you might as well. I, I think it's a good move. I think any team. Would benefit from having him 592 career games 536 points okay not bad, not bad. it's just the injuries that scare yeah, me. yeah. That's and it. for a while in edmonton there like towards the end he was like the quietest guy to put up 70 plus points right like, you weren't hearing anything about him right you weren't also well i mean it was edmonton so. maybe this could be a good fit man he's in arizona he's got no i'm not saying that it's a bad sure. fit i'm yeah, just sure. uh there's just the injuries and stuff and, and again the, the picks that they got good i mean arizona has had some questionable picks the last couple of drafts mm-hmm. like you know so i mean we'll see how they pan out in their development but you know what if they really feel that this is the time and go for it right this is john chica's like this will be his defining move yeah right? he's got clayton keller oel on long-term d- contracts mm-hmm. um this is your team, man. Got to think Darcy Kemper's going to want like a nice long-term extension. Oh, oh my God. That comes out of nowhere and just I, unsurfs right? anti-ranta. I know. My goodness. <laughs> anti-ranta's like, anti-ranta. finally, yeah. finally, I'm out of a, I'm out of Lundquist's shadow. Yeah. Gets injured. Darcy's like, all right, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking, so, so we, we talked a lot about the Taylor Hall trade. Uh, two people are for it. One's almost there. We talked about PK Subban. This guy, oh boy, talking. I've I've had a hate hate relationship with this guy, um, although I, it's not out of. Uh, it's it's born out of I knew I know that this guy has a lot of talent, but the moves he makes on the ice and sometimes off the ice are very questionable. Yeah, he for sure. I watched. I remember when I was in I was at Brock studying. Uh, I watched every Montreal Canadian home game because CBC used to stream. Because you're a closet house fan, we know. That. <laughs> No, I am a Habs fan. I know you are a Habs fan. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say <laughs> it. But, um, but I watched every home game because much, uh, CBC at the time streamed, and then they just went straight to streaming Leaf games the year after. It was so annoying. Right. So I saw a lot. Yeah, it's of, impossible to watch a Habs game in in got to be in the region, man. They have those weird regions. Yeah, it's so yeah, stupid. It's I, can, I can watch Pittsburgh and Florida, but I can't pull, watch <laughs> exactly. Winnipeg and Montreal. Exactly. Yeah. San Jose, Chicago, no problem. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Anyway, so... I'm so I saw a lot of what this this guy has talent, but every time he would make mistakes that would lead to a goal. Every game, I I had a buddy oh. out west, and he would. I know what you're about to say. Yeah. I was what, I'm gonna stop you. Like? Yeah, let's keep going. I would. He would hear my wrath. I would text my buddy, and I'd be like, "He did it again." I will say this though, he Michelle Terrian was not the easiest coach. They had some behind the scenes things for the Habs, and and Terrian's just giving it to PK, and PK's like saying like, "Well." You told me to do this, so I did it. 
And Tarion's just like swear. Oh, Tarion was such a bad coach. I can't believe they brought him back. I like the guy. Really? I did. I, I did. I like. Wha- the guy. Oh, he was the worst. I hated that Michel coach. Tarion. Yeah. He's, Talk uh, about respect of the game. Uh, but <laughs> he just he's, he kind of scared me though a little bit. That's kind of why I respected him. Yeah, but PK right? Subban, he's he's more about his brand, and it's just like. I think his stock. You're right. Is, he is more about his brand. I see that. He he is right. the big hat. The you know I mean, he's sure. you know dating Lindsay celebrity so good for, celebrity good for fiance now right well, like, good uh, for him by I the way good for that. him by the way I gotta say you saw that thing with like him and Gritty or whatever they had that little yeah that little right. beef that was pretty yeah cool. and he's also like doing like like videos with him and Lindsay and Bettis I'm like I mean good for you but. You're right. He's, I, he is. He's a lot of, about his brand. But but I, yeah. when that trade, Montreal Nashville trade, when that went through, I was probably the minority that was so happy. First of all, Shea Weber was one of my favorite defensemen ever. But the fact that we finally got rid of the drama surrounding PK Subban, dude, I was so thrilled about think, that. And I, I said he will not last in Nashville. No, he Three or four he seasons. He's that trade ruined his career. Gone. Had nothing to do with his nine million dollar cap hit too, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, that was the other thing too. Fair. The arbitrator goes, no, was it the owner? They so Montreal wanted to give him five point five. He wanted eight point five over seven, and through arbitration, he gets nine over eight. Oh, it sounds like uh, Mitch Marner. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, Anyways, but Mitch Marner has talent. I don't, I don't even want to go there. Not PK. to say that PK doesn't. <laughs> no, PK has talent. You stop. He's just a bonehead. Yeah, he's a bonehead. Speaking of boneheads. Yeah, okay. So let's just yeah. backtrack for a second. When you're talking about P.K. Subban, this guy to my left over here, Jake Gardner, he always, we always, <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. We would always, we would always compare the two and like, I love Jake Gardner. I, I don't, I like Jake Gardner with a passion. I've never, I felt bad for hating someone I've never met before that much. Okay. Really? But like, yeah. like, yeah, like very polarizing player. Same type as like PK, man. He was, he would just try and move the puck up the ice. He right. would do high risk, high reward Bone kind of guy. Plays. Okay. Maybe. He but, had no, he had no common sense on the ice. Yeah. I just think he wouldn't think. But don't you think the Leafs could use PK. a Yeah, but like don't you think the guys could use a guy the Leafs could use a guy like Jake Gardner right now? A guy sure. who can get the puck out of the zone? Sure. Okay, Unfortunately, like, you have a guy named Cody Cece doing that. Oh, so. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. But that's the thing though. Like I you're right. I now that Gardner's gone and we're stuck with the players that we have now, I I do see value in a player like him. The thing is, Gardner's most remembered for the game seven collapses, and that's plural. I, I don't even, I don't even blame him for that. That's Dang. not even why I hate him. Maybe one, him. one no, of no, the don't two. Don't get me wrong. I blame him for it. Everyone makes mistakes. I don't, I don't. Dude, put if that Reimer just can't on him, stop a puck as well in the last eight minutes of a game, like it's not all Jake Gardner's fault. Like, yeah, he had some. We're talking about Reimer or Anderson. No, no was, I'm talking about both games. If you this, said both game seven collapses, no. No, we were we were talking about the most recent. Oh yeah, the God, most recent two. My bad. My yeah yeah. My bad. Gardner off the Gardner. Oh, See I was later. just in my Jake Gardner zone for a second. Okay, if you're talking about last, no, so, last so one. So most yeah. recently, um, I don't know. I, I like I don't blame the guy for that one. I mean, I do. But this you're, is you're an idiot. You you screwed up. Bringing this back with PK, like. I just always thought he was not the kind of player everyone thought he was out to be. I always thought he was a little overrated. He was very exciting to watch. He was, I mean, just the way he skates, like it kind of just bugged me. It looked like he was trying way too hard. Like unorthodox. Everyone's got those videos that makes fun of him. Like he's like doing the high steps and the high shoulders and all that. But I, I, man, like that, what bugs me about that too, he won the Norris Trophy 
in the half season, remember? Oh, back and, to PK, yeah. And like, it's like, man, I watched. He's just gonna get all. He's just gonna think he, he's the greatest now. Like, he's I watched Norris. thirty of those games in that forty-eight game season. I did. Look, I again, I I was a big Hab fan. Want to be self-aware? I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I was like, really, real. Okay, I guess this is more about offensive numbers than anything else because the guy, yeah. just makes boneheaded plays and. And he, he tries to be too fancy, and he's caught in his own head. It's just like, you know what? This guy is going to be a great ho- like uh, media influencer. He's going right. to be great at that. He's very personable. But it's just, it it, it did, I think it, he does rub some guys the wrong way, where hockey is more of a culture where yeah. they're more, you know, to themselves and all that. They're not as loud as the NFL or basketball. That's fair. Would, right? you, trade, would you trade for him right now? Never! The well, fact that Toronto need- fans were calling for it just shows... Th- 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 the craziness of this market. PK Subban I, I, or Tyson Berry? If we were, if, if Tyson Tyson Barry every day, bro. Are you kidding me? Don't <laughs> I just said that because I knew it was going to bug Mike. Come on. Listen. <laughs> listen no. no you're, I would rather you're have PK Subban at half his salary than Tyson Berry. Oh, oh if we're talking half the salary? Uh, well, I'm just saying. If okay. You, if there was a situation. We already have Tyson Berry at half the well, salary. Well, that's my bro. point. If, if right now we could go back and trade for either PK Subban or Tyson Berry at half their salary right now, knowing what they're doing right now. I would hands down take PK Subban. First of all, he's a big body. He's not afraid. He hits people. He's not. He doesn't back down for people. That's the kind yeah. of grit that the no, league yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's one point. However, I'm looking at his stats right now, and the guy's played like two full seasons. Three. <laughs> yeah. Like well, he's, I, he's rarely played a full three. season. He's had a he's one, two, three. Yeah. He's he's, had, he's been had, he's had some injuries no he has yeah. he's had some I was injuries. I the only reason I had these, the stat page up is because I was looking at he the was year injured he won this the year forty two games he's had thirty eight points he was a plus twelve yeah. plus minus you can take that stat how you want yeah. and then but look twenty six on the power play of his thirty eight points I mean uh, not bad but this is how long ago yeah long time long time you know what though I. I Time right now, like looking back at 2012, 2013, doesn't seem like it's that long ago. Yeah. That's like six, seven years ago. Like oh, that's for a long, sure. That's it's a, a long, long time, time in ago. sports, man. Like people, that's a long time like in sports. P.A. Parento was the least like number one center. Yeah, dude, I love P.A. Parento. Stop, love that stop, guy. Stop. Love that guy. Legend. <laughs> Michael Legend. Grabner. Legend. Yeah. But great, great times. Good I just times. think that P.K. Stu, uh, Stu P.K. Subban's <laughs> stock <laughs> is so low right now. It is. So let's just trade. Let's just trade and get him for really, really cheap. and like Really, really cheap, bro. You can't. It's just sense. CC away. Hey, he's born on May 13th. My birthday's May 12th. What do you mean? <laughs> um, Good for you. I actually was on <laughs> a plane with his brother Jordan going oh, yeah. to Halifax for the Canada Games. I think Max Domi was on that plane too. We were held up because they, the hockey team took their sweet ass time. I'm sure they did. And they ended up not going into the finals. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't know. That was just my PK Subban spiel. Um, New Jersey, uh, definitely everyone, like not everyone, but there were a lot of people that said that New Jersey was going to make the playoffs or was going to be in the hunt. I was like, no, uh, no. I was one of those people that uh, I, I, I flirted with that idea. I never openly said it. Yeah. Like I'll openly say that now that Arizona has Taylor Hall, I think they're going to be an absolute cup contender this year, personally. Yeah. Um, they got a good goalie, solid core. Um, New Jersey's new prediction of New Jersey like going into the season, it like looking back on it, it's kind of like how everyone was saying the Leafs were going to the absolutely. conference finals. I wasn't saying that either, that, but like all you were hearing the media, I was here. Oh, for sure, you were pushing. hearing it. I like, I think every, I think they overstayed it. Like yeah. they overjudged the Leafs, they overjudged the the, the Devils, and once again, they ever they look past teams like how, the Islanders. 
Oh, everyone knew Washington was good, but they're just like, yeah, Washington. They won a cup already. It's like they just forgot about them. Boston's like, yeah, you knew Boston's good. Everyone's saying Tampa. They're all for revenge, dude. Tampa's not even in the playoffs right now. Like, (laughs) you can't really going back to to the Stanley Cup final. That I I could agree with. The thing was. The whole Toronto, like, pe- I was like, on paper, this team I don't think is any better than it was the year before. And with New Jersey, I was like, these guys are going to be flirting at the bottom. They're going to be flirting with Detroit. They're not going to be flirting with Montreal or Florida or any of those teams. They were New Jersey was banking on P.K. Subban being the 2012 P.K. Subban, Taylor exactly. Hall being the MVP, Jack Hughes being the rookie of the year with, like, 80-plus points. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, oh, I get that. They, and, like, Corey Schneider coming back to life. He had a good run back I, for a little I bit. I thought they were going to do well. I was one of those people. I thought Jack Hughes, right? You know, you know what's crazy? Look at us now. Like Pittsburgh's got forty-two points. Yeah, and I mean, I mean the Metro man. Like the Metro division's crazy this year. But everyone thought Pittsburgh was going to fall. Is off. the Metro division crazy this year? Dude, look at the wild card. You it, got Pittsburgh, Philly, and the Rangers okay, in the top three. I'm looking, the wild I'm card in the top the the three teams that are the top three teams right now. Look at well, Washington, Washington, and the Islanders have been. Solid all year. Yeah, but Carolina's kind of floating in there. Hey, you? hey, Carolina, Jake Gardner. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so think about this. Let's take a think look. about this. Carolina, <laughs> Carolina went so far last year without Jake Gardner. They did not. <laughs> I'm, Jake I know, I'm just bugging. Yeah, I'm, just okay, I'm not okay. saying. So Jake here's Gardner's the thing. Crazy. So the thing well, is, the Metro is so stacked that a team that would probably get the they the, the, the probably the wild the last wild card spot is Philadelphia and they're tied with the second place Buffalo Sabres the second place in the Atlantic Division which is crazy so the metro is pretty stacked so yeah you could be a you could be the rangers have more points than any team that's currently playing it's such a dumb format this format is so I know, stupid man. I know. Like I can't Just believe go back to one eight. Like <sighs> this was so dumb. Ever since Winnipeg came in the league, and then, then they shuffled because Columbus didn't want to go to the West, and then you had sixteen, fourteen. Do you like, think with Seattle coming in now, they might go back to that? They should. I really think they should because this is such a stupid format. You tell me how this works, especially when Montreal had 96 points last year. The bo- uh, bottom team in the West had 90. Yeah. Are you like, yeah. how? It's it's the fact that I was hearing today, too, that it's like, okay, the Leafs, they're fifth in the wild card, right? In the wild card race, 36 points. Dude, they're one point behind third in the division, which would get them into the... They, like, they have a better chance of making it into their division than they do in the wild card. Yeah. That's just showing you how stacked the Metro is and how screwed over a team in the Metro is going to get. It's such a stupid It's format. dumb. It's so dumb. So dumb. You know what? It's, pretty, it's a pretty tight race all the way along. Though. And you know what? That's what, they, that's what the NHL goes for. They want this parity. They want this tight race so teams stay invested until the end of the season. But, dude, it's Why, like— you don't want people tanking? Yeah, in a way, and they're saying like every every point matters. That's why I truly believe they should go back to ties. They should bring in three points for a win, two points for um, an overtime loss. Like you know what I'm trying to say. They're not going to do the ties because it's quote unquote boring hockey, right? They don't want to associate with that anymore. Then just get rid of the shootout. Play three on three for ten minutes. If anything, man, this is what they're saying. I know. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not painting that picture on on you. I'm not painting (laughs) anything on you. I'd rather never like to do that in my life. Um, I, I'm but, sorry, I missed that. What did you say? <laughs> Hold on. Nothing. Never mind. Uh, I I completely uh, missed uh, that. Um, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> but I just I hate the uh, I hate these. It's a bunch of non-hockey people. That's well. Okay, going back to what you were saying about PK Subban, how he's a brand. They, I mean, sports at the end of the day is just a business. It's an industry. It's about making money. It's about how teams can make money. It's about how players can make money. It's about how owners can make money. It's about how Gary Bettman can make money and the NHL as a whole can make money, right? 
the I think this their the sole thing that they're focused on is how can we make more money than we did last year? It's just like any other business, yeah, right? For sure. So, you know, PK promoting his brand, maybe it hurts his his hockey game his hockey game, but you know, maybe teams like it. People he he's relevant, right? In the social community in in the community on on social yeah. media, he's relevant. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes a long way. Um, so it's it's and you, to sorry be, to interrupt for a second. You know he's getting a job in the media as soon as he's 100%, done. 100%. Sure. As soon as he's done. Why? Because he created a brand for himself. Yeah. yeah. And right? he's also very like engaging and personal. He's a likable sure. guy. Like he is a likable guy. Personality. What? Maybe not on the ice. Like the way he plays. Like I, I've forever started to hate him the most. I remember the game. He was in Toronto and he was flashing. He scored. Oh, yeah. It was like the overtime winner and he was going like this. And I was yeah. like, get so, that ugly logo. Out of my there's face. a YouTube video on PK Subban when he was traded from Montreal. Um, trying to remember now it was uh, it was from canadian jock the real reasons why pk subban was traded and a talk and this guy it's about a six minute video you guys should watch it it's mm-hmm. about all the run-ins he's had with he had with plakenets gallagher sure so many num- players right so <clears throat> he's definitely personable but i think he, if you watch that you can kind of see or get a, an idea as to where i'm going with this uh but Switching gears to other people that piss us off. Gary Bettman. <laughs> Jerry. <coughs> Jerry. So we talked about in our last podcast, Gio and I, about um, what's been taking so long with the league in response to the the you know the coaching scandal that's been happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finally had a press conference uh, a few days ago, and he announces uh, you know he you know that he spoke with Akeem Elu. And that the league is an, as an, uh, having a new mandatory annual training program mm-hmm. that will be required for not only all head coaches, but assistant coaches, minor league coaches, GMs, assistant GMs, all on diversity and inclusion. You're telling me that that wasn't in place before? <laughs> well, exactly, right? Like, I'm just like, or or common knowledge. I mean, I was a camp counselor and we had to do that, that those things. I feel yeah. like that's just basic. You know, and it's it's good that they said all that stuff, and it like of course, like you not got to take these steps, but like, what are they supposed to say? Like, yeah, exactly. obviously they're gonna say this stuff, and like everything's all it's a calculated. They're all calculated responses. They're all lawyers, right? And so they're like, well, yeah. the reason that we didn't jump on this ahead of time because we had a board of directors meeting like a week later. So what was the point? But I just was like, exactly like what you said, Mike. Like this wasn't already in in place, like. I don't know. The thing is, another people were like, well, you know, we also talked about like Babcock, why no one either brought it up or why Babcock hasn't responded. And I've been thinking about this. And I think why no one brought up Babcock was because he was highly paid and everyone thought that he was there to stay. So, so like when he was, when he pushed that reporter up against a wall. What? I yeah, forget. I that. had the same reaction you did. I didn't, yeah, <clears> he, I did not he know. He pinned that. a beat, Babcock pinned a beat reporter to the wall. One after a game or so, I forget who the reporter was. So it's like I feel like he's got like some uh, flashbacks <coughs> of his playing days or something. Yeah, like that. I never, like, I never heard of that before. Yeah. So like, would the would you like want to piss someone off who's going to be your boss for years? So the players tried something else. You know, take off, take the foot off the gas pedal. All right, but there's an onus here on coaches. Leadership is not about mind games, and it's it's kind of like. Like you and I and my everyone here, we understand that it's not about mind games and manipulation and, you know, turning, you know, having players have nervous breakdowns on the bench and, and have a power trip feeding your insecurities. Why do we now need, I mean, now we need it, but why was this ever a problem in this day and age? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a problem 
20 years ago, 30 years ago, when people were playing hockey, I think it was sort of a, I think that was sort of how coaches were back in the day. They were just really hard, tough, you know, almost like a bully. They almost want to scare you into doing well. I feel like that was the right. mentality of a good <clears throat> hockey coach back in the day. I, I just think it's with social media and people speaking up and yeah. just everyone's being held accountable. Like that's, I think that <clears throat> that's the only thing that's really changed to be honest. Like it was a, always going, that's why all these guys are coming out and speaking on For it. Sure. Everyone has a platform. Now, that's right? what I'm saying. That exactly. And it's, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think no. people should come out and, and, and say, you know, speak what they're feeling or what their experiences that were um, harmful to them. Mm -hmm. um, but like when I'm hearing all this kind of stuff, like, of course it's terrible and it's the wrong thing, but it, didn't surprise me. It honestly didn't surprise me. Like me neither. That's not, just not in, not even in the least. Yeah, like you guys played hockey, like house league. I played rep, so like it was a little bit more yeah. intense, and coaches took it a little bit more seriously and stuff. But like, I always like I kind of expected coaches to be hard for sure, and like put you to work, and like I just the the kicking and the punching. Though. No, no, oh, hundred. I was just about to say that. Right. Like, there's certain <laughs> levels and. But, like, mm. when people are like, the hockey culture's got to change, it's like, yeah, you can't be abusive and you can't say racial and homophobic things. And, like, but you could still be hard on guys. Like, yeah, there's like no problem. Herb, Herb Brooks style. Yeah. Well, Herb, what you, uh, we talked about that actually in our last recording, and I can't wait because it's such a great pod, but we're going to put it up eventually. But I said about Herb Brooks, he, he wasn't kicking or punching players. No, he's no. flipping tables. He's calling people, you know, you're at, you're at, Candy Whatever. ass, yeah, candy ass. Yeah. Shit. It's, it's mean, funny. Like, there's a few things, right? And and some of those things, like even watching it, I'm sitting there, I'm getting fired up myself, right? There's right. certain things that are just you're just programmed to get fired up when when you're called certain certain names or something like that. And right? you're bringing so, bringing up Herb Brooks, and like I know you're referencing the Miracle movie, like it's one of my favorite movies. But sure. I'm sure it's all I, dr dramatized. A, a couple bit, months ago, sure. when I was working at the Hockey News, one of the writers had was doing an oral history on oh, the right. Miracle on Ice story. And I got to help him do work on the interviews, and I was listening to interviews from some of the players, like right. like Rizzo and Pavlich, and he, I even heard stuff from Al Michaels, and they had talked about Herb Brooks and what the players were saying. Like the writer Matt Larkin for the Hockey News had asked them, it's like, it's I had to watch the movie just to recap myself, and he's like, was right. Herb really like that and stuff? And they go, well, obviously the movies like portrayed a little bit differently but yeah. no like like what you had seen and what you heard in the movie that's like how he was like he would approach yeah. guys like, like O'Callahan and McClanahan never had beef no that yeah that fight that they had mm -hmm. at the, uh, during practice For or sure. training camp never happened mm -hmm. um I love that movie it's my favorite my I brother my brother yeah. played a, a tournament one top goaltender yeah. in that arena yeah. And it, oh God, I wish I, that was the one tournament I, I just wish I was there because mm -hmm. I'd been at that arena years before but like the fact that he was on that ice when that happened or not when it happened, but that same ice is like, he still has like the big trophy and I'm like, man, that's awesome. But yeah. yeah. But the thing was Herb didn't turn players against themselves. Right. Like Babcock did with Marner and yeah. some of the players. That's right? They made them get together and right. hate him. Right. Exactly. Right. And I think that's, I think that actually is a good tactic to use as a coach is don't hate each other, but become a team and, you know, bond over hating me. And right. it's, okay. I love, I'm I love okay that line in the movie when they pick the team for the first time. They're sitting in the stands, and uh, Doc, I think it's Doc and uh, Craig Patrick, or they're standing there talking. And then Herb's coming down the steps, and he's like, uh, he 
He's like, I, I'll be your coach. I won't be your friend. If right. you need one of those, you can take it up with Craig Patrick I, right. or I did Doc that over when here. I was and a I was student like, teacher. Unre- yeah, like right. that's. I love that. I, I said absolutely that. love that. I, 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 I was in that. Agree. I was in a grade eleven drama class. I said, I'm your student teacher. I will not be your friend. If yeah. you want one, look to your right or left. <laughs> Just one of my favorite lines in the movie. I'm here to be your coach. I won't be your friend. If you need one of those, take it up with Patrick or Doc. That's yeah. such a yeah. good. And just walks it. away, and they're all kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think. Babcock was trying to assert a little bit of authority into some of these maybe kids that probably aren't used to that, mm-hmm. right? But he's they such were, a huge egotist. Yeah, and oh, the, sure. the sewer job, like, I'm sorry, you could, that all goes out the window. For like, sure. Doing that just it trumps sure. everything for me. Like, for sure. I agree. I just, ugh. but speaking of coaches, mm-hmm. well, we have this witch hunt, quote unquote, depending on who you talk to on Twitter, this witch hunt of mm-hmm. coaches uh, is, is, is still going on. Uh, Jim... Uh, Montgomery of Dallas. Mm-hmm. So Dallas starts kind of poopy. They pick it up. Things are going great. And then this happens. And right. we don't know exactly what happened. Right. We just know it's not based on his abilities as a head coach or the players. So somebody out there has some dirt on this guy. Right. And I've heard many rumors swirling around um, stuff that are a little too inappropriate to talk about yep, yep. uh especially on why we, he got fired on why he got fired apparently well this guy has a young family and mm. apparently he i don't know the, the, Go the, ahead. nothing surprises us the the rumors that are that circulated are around maybe a particular payment payment of person's goods I mean, services from another Services, yeah. Well, not goods. Why did I uh, I mean, it could be goods depending on who you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Robert Kraft. Um, (laughs) You know what? He is so stressed out about the second scandal, he's going to go get a massage. Oh, wait. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm just reading here. Jim Nill said, uh, a material act of unprofessionalism. This is what Elliot Friedman wrote. It was from the 31 Thoughts, their podcast on Sportsnet. Okay. Um, So Jim Nill announced Montgomery's dismissal hours after discovering a material act of unprofessionalism. According to multiple sources, Dallas fired Montgomery for cause, terminating the final two years, two and a half years on his contract. Um, yeah, and then it just... Interesting. The Leafs could have fired Babcock on cause. But yeah, and it says here, just like what Bettman had said during that press conference last week, um, they didn't even know about it, or they did know about it, but they didn't think it was enough to mention when someone had asked if there's anything else other than the Bill Peters, Mark Crawford stuff that no one knows about. And then he said, no, not that we know. Like, we no, think because good. Uh, no, Batman dodged that really well because you're talking about Batman, right? Yeah. Well, he, he, he said they did know about it. But so when but he so asked he, if there was anything like lo- looming like that, like he that. said no, which is true. Which though. is true. It's true. He, it's he, not he like he answered that. that. Yeah, like he, you know, like a lawyer. Right. But exactly. like, yeah, politician. Because it's saying here the that same. like they made sure that they had, it's like this firing has nothing to do with uh, racial yeah. or abusive stuff like Peters and or Crawford. You know what so, I'm saying? So, so someone somewhere out there who. Well, I guess on for for now, because this is eventually, it's gonna be it's gonna be exposed out at some point. Could take months, years, whatever. But something dirty, not dirty, but something mm. foul happened. Mm. So, I'm wondering if, depending on the nature of what what has happened, it's it's you know what, it's good that they caught this. 
rather than find out years after and then go through this whole process, yeah. you know, they kind of went a little ahead of the eight ball there. So it's just, it, it, it's a shame because you mm-hmm. know what? The stars were finally getting going and, uh, another well, team in their division, We'll switch gears quick. Crawford, uh, they announced today that like he'll be coming back. I think they said January second. January second. Yeah. So, so I think the Blackhawks. It kind of makes me laugh because it's it's weird because um they had they released a statement that said like we know we've seen he's been getting treatment since like 2010 or something like that. He's consistently going. We see that his behavior has changed. Basically saying like we know this guy's. Yeah, and he's a mitigating his actions. A different man. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So they think he's all cool. He's gonna come well, back. Why are they still suspending him then? That's well, that's my thing. What that doesn't make any sense. If you're saying you see he's getting treatment, he's all good, he regrets it, he's apologized, right. etc. Why did you spend bring him back right and now? What's the point? January second. Like what, what is, is that? I don't get it. Like for what? Yeah, they, he probably just wanted a couple weeks of vacation or something. Spend some time with his family over the holidays. But why? Whatever. Okay. But why say he's still like on leave from the team? It no, just that's, sounds that's, like that's the day and age that we live in. Right? That's people, what I'm trying to get at. People feel like they need to protect the franchise. They need to protect the team. They even need to protect the coach. Right? They want to just sort of. They're just, it's just a protection thing. Oh, they are mm-hmm. protecting the coach, all right. And we even said last time around, um, you know, Francis, Ron Francis saying that he didn't know about it, about what happened with Bill Peters in Carolina, and Rod Brindamore saying, oh, management knew, <laughs> right? Like, and yeah. then Ken Holland in the same interview within two sec, within like a minute and a half, first he goes, Ken Holland, like uh, talking about Babcock, uh, his tenure in Detroit. First, he didn't know about it, and then he says he lets slip that he knows everything that goes on. Yeah, so it's like said, I, I can't confirm or deny. Well, he but <laughs> but it's like pick a lane. Like what? Yeah. Like there's so much, so much protection here. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then it's like you're getting caught up in your own lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know. What happens, right? It's just, you know, it just reminds me of an ex I had, you know, and it's just going to be, you know, this is going to be a recurring, recurring thing because yeah, yeah. I said Which that last year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, buddy. I know, I know, no, because he knows one of them. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, I do, actually. Uh, but <laughs> this is just going to be a, this is, I think this should be a segment, you know, you know what else, you know who else reminds me of my ex? Drew Doughty. Yeah. You know why? Because they just just keeps peppering. Because you know? he thinks fighting is necessary for for something to well, prosper. Not exactly that, that way, but just like keeps a t- like like a woodpecker pecking, yeah. pecking, yeah, pecking, sure. pecking. Reminds me of an ex, an ex I had. You know, <laughs> 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 which one? Oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, I blocked them. I blocked them all, so it's Good fine. For you. Yeah. But so, so yeah. So ahead. you wanted to talk about this? Yeah. I missed that interview. Did you see it, Mike? Uh, which, sorry. Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty after the uh, game. Like I did. I did. And you know what? I, what did he say? Uh, in in short, he said... You know, I can, so, so, I can, so find, I can pull it up and we can play it because uh, it's just the audio. Sure, sure. But there, in, in short, the reporter asked him uh, what he thought about the fight, and he said it was great. Uh, and then they kind of asked him, do you think it's necessary in the sport? He said, absolutely. We Here, need fighting. We'll, we need guys we'll that can protect people. Can they hear this? Can you... Drew, this again, just like the game against the Rangers, total team. Do we have to pay here. for this? I mean, the <laughs> Good question. Can you tell me a little bit about how everyone kind of sacrificed everything to help make this win happen? Um, yeah, it's not only the decor. Quickie made a bunch of huge saves again. Um, forwards played great. Uh, we sat back too much in the third, but I think the highlight for me is uh, Dermy uh, chucking him with Delorier. Uh, that, that was a great fight. 
got us really pumped up and uh, we were able to get the win. I know that that's kind of making its way out of the league, but when you see a safe one happen like that and just the energy that it brings the team, how much does that help the momentum? Yeah, it can't make its way out of the league. Um, we, we, we need fighting. I know people don't like it, some some of you, but uh, then you're just going to have all those meatheads running around, little guys uh, being rats out there, and that's just the way it's going to go. So uh, we need fighting. Uh, people need to be able to protect their teammates and themselves. And um, Yeah, when it's safe like that uh, and no one gets hurt, that's the best. Boom. Well said. He's well right. Said. I couldn't agree more. That's not what reminds me of my ex, but he's right. <laughs> yeah, and like I get I get the whole thing with fighting, like it could lead to it's like the NHL's never I don't think they publicly they'll never admit that the CTE connection with head trauma and stuff like that. So that's why people want to take it out of the league when you look at all the ex NHL goons, fighters per se, that have committed suicide or passed on and but like if like exactly what Doughty said, man, if you can do it in a safe way, like you gotta it's sure. it, You gotta police the game. Yeah. Right? You gotta police the yeah. game. You know what? And yeah, if you're if you're gonna let people, you know, hack and, and take dirty shots at like shots at players throughout the game and then you're gonna outlaw fighting, then you gotta get you gotta be stricter with like, with what you're calling on I'll the speak ice. to I'll speak it for me and Mike as Lee fans. Watching Brad Marchand lick uh, was Komarov? Yeah, Leo Komarov. Do, how do you not punch his lights right, out, man? Exactly. How do you not get suspended when a guy gets suspended? How do you not? How does he not get suspended for that? But a guy who spits gets yeah. three games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, so, that's uh, like you got to have guys that can stand up for each other. And like, man, this at the beginning of this year, Tyson Berry got run out against the Habs. Austin right. Matthews got run out against. I think it was the Sharks. Right. Um, Jeff Carter, it was a clean hit, but he laid out Kerfoot. Kerfoot broke his jaw because right, of it. Right. Dude, th- like for the that's a Leafs example, but teams are just gonna keep doing that yeah. if you got no one to stand up right. for them. Look right. at the Capitals. They got a, the perfect hockey, like a perfect model hockey player in Tom Wilson, where you have a guy who can play with top talent, yeah. he could skate, he could score some goals. Like you're not going to rely on him to be the biggest point getter on your team, but dude, the guy fought Zidane Ochara. Right. No one fights Zidane Ochara. I love, I love Last it. time I remember watching like someone close to that, I would know Brian McCabe as a Leaf fan. The guy got ragdolled by Zidane Ochara and quickly right on fighting Chara fought Tom Wilson and then the next night fat fat fought Pat Maroon. Back to back nights. The guy's like forty three years old, man, and those are no slouch of a guy. Those are big boys for sure, meaty boys. Yeah, I just I hate Marsha. I hate everything about Boston because they get along with all the refs. Right, so they get away with everything, you know. That's I just, thing, I just right? the buddy, buddy, you know, Marshawn. Oh, goes off, McGuire spanking Marshawn. Hey, good, you know. Well, there's a lot hey, of know, dirt I, on, I have, on on I have McGuire. lots of problems with Boston like, and the way they play. So, like, man, I would love to have that kind of team, though. I'm oh, like, yeah, hates me to yeah, say you that. You know what? As a as a you know playing hockey myself, when you see your teammate get leveled out, is there not at least a little bit, dude? You want of you, you that want to run on the ice, right? And and you want to like. You know, get that player back. I don't understand why we lack that that emotion, that like sort of survival or killer instinct emotion. We have none of that on on the Leafs, and it drives me absolutely crazy. You had that; they were Babcock's toys, you know, and Dubas yeah. took them away. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and that's that was whoa. That was you know, that was what they were you know butting heads mostly for sure, about for sure. <laughs> right, you, you need that you on know, a hockey Paul, team. You know, it's kind of funny about that is like. Kind of looks like Mike Babcock might be a little bit right in the kind of style you still oh, need to play. True, I, but he I, also I wanted to draft Noah Hannafin in, in, instead of Mitch Marner. So, yeah, I like I, Hannafin. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah well, Mitch I, no I'd Mitch rather Marner have Mitch sure. Marner. But He's no Mitch Marner. But it'd be nice to have a defenseman. It right would now. be nice to have a defenseman. <laughs> At half the uh, but like, I'm, like hold on, I'm not saying player. I'm not saying you should have took Hannafin over Marner. I would have took Marner over right. Hannafin, but but that right. was but the, for now the you know why Babcock wanted that guy. And if you look at it now, it's like okay, they won't have Mitch Marner. But if you were to substitute Marner out and right. have the room for another defenseman, and, and that's my point. Exactly. And then maybe you were able to keep Kadri. Exactly my point. Hundred percent right. my point like, right there is we would be. I can guarantee you we would be in a better position right now if that was the situation. Yeah, we're just going off on a leaf. Team. We are, we are. So yeah. I'm trying to bring it back to fighting. But, uh, oh, shoot, what was I going to say about that? Um, Policing the game. Drew Doughty, Zidane Chara, Ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, yeah, I've used that Pandora's box already. Um, Having grit. Oh, my God. I had such a good point, too. Um, <laughs> it. People, most people who want to take fighting out of the game, either most people, mm-hmm. either haven't played the game or haven't been really watching it that long. And there's, you know, a lot of people that are like, you look at, you know, uh, like international team. They're like, well, international, they don't fight. But again, that's best of the best, right? right? And that's also it's just different. class for your country it's and diff- for yeah, other people. It's exactly. International, international hockey. Let's say this now: international hockey, like play IHF totally different than the North American. Absolutely, right? So for North Americans, I I think you still need it. Even in uh, uh, um, uh, House League, we had that to police the game, right? It's it's crazy. Even if you're going to a live game or watching highlights on TV and there's a fight, dude, people get into it. Like, 100%. I want to sell entertainment, right? If if that's the NHL's goal, like, I'm not, like, hold it, let's... One, well, I'm not saying let's yeah. promote fighting all the time, but you can't take it yeah. out of the game. Exactly. I'm I don't not, think it ever will get out of the game. And I don't. Th- I think it's in, once you take fighting out of the game, you take the emotion of hockey out of the game, and mm. also taking like, out the competitiveness. You know, it's first of all going back to the to the Leafs. They were the only team that didn't have a, a, a major penalty until up until Dermot's little scruffle like a couple games ago. Mm, yeah, I think was, that is showing. An I think issue. it's Darnell Nurse. Uh, was it? No. Was it Vancouver? I don't remember. It was on the West Coast. It, it was, was against Edmonton. It, it was, was Edmonton, right? It was Edmonton. Or Calgary, wasn't it? No, Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah. It doesn't matter who anyway, it's about. Yeah. Continue, it was Mike. Buffalo, but anyways. <laughs> anyways. It was a team we played back-to-back or, or you know, really close together. Yeah, keep mm-hmm. going, keep really going. Close together. Anyway, I think, I think uh, I, I'm not a fan of, ho- uh, of fighting in hockey when you're just fighting to fight. Like right? George LaRock, okay, you're right, ready to go. Exactly. Like off the, the mm-hmm. opening face off, these guys are gonna drop the gloves just to just to you like know, torch the start on the fourth line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that is just, you know, it's kind of making a laughing stock of, of the game, disrespecting mm-hmm. the game. But if you know something happens throughout the game, someone gets hit really hard or dirty hit, whatever, you need fighters. You, you just gotta have to someone up to stand up for stand your up guys. Yeah, stand you, up for your team. Yeah, maybe not like just specific goons, but like have a high like more right. guys like Brown, Connor Brown, yeah, Zach course. Hyman, just people Nazem that Kadri. aren't afraid to go to, to stand up for your Walk. teammates, right? Nazem Kadri until your game one of the playoffs, and which he will find a way Whatever, to get suspended. You know what? That's, you still, know what? that's still crazy how he gets suspended two years in a row, man. And like, ah. same thing, same game. <laughs> in the whole narrative, one of the biggest storylines for the Leafs was their depth at center. That's how they could beat Boston. <laughs> and then they just go ahead and you know take what, that though, right I, out. I, I don't blame the guy. And I, I I almost blame the rest of the team for But you can't argue, man, what he did position. the second sure. time. Sure. Stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, you, you can't find the silver lining yeah. for the second time. Stupid. Sure, but that initial hit was was a pretty, it was a pretty late hit. It was on Marlowe's. Uh, oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think, okay, smart, man. 
I've been suspended be before. Smart, but like, you know what? At least show your team that you're here. I know you're right. Beat them on the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, I, <laughs> whatever. Just show me something. Just yeah, show me yeah. something. You show can rough him up, but not the way he did it. Is what I think we're trying to get at. Exactly, just a yeah. heartbroken, bitter Leaf fan. That's too bad. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> no one cares. I Matt, have no sympathy for myself either. So. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> um, so how, how, what kind of t- how, how, what timing are we got so We're far? at the 55 mark. Let's okay. keep going, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm just wondering because we've got a few things to talk about here. Yeah, 100%. So uh, another a possible recurring segment that's going to happen is our, our is our Edmonton versus Buffalo update. Let's tell Mikey about how this kind of started. Do you want me to do it? You can do it if you want. Yeah, so basically Edmonton, Buffalo, they've been dumpster fires for time. Oh, yes. Um, everyone was like Buffalo. I felt bad because they thought they were getting Connor McDavid and they thought they were getting Mike Babcock. They might have just still wanted Connor McDavid looking back at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we were talking about if they are the pretenders or the contenders because they both started out really well. Buffalo went on that unreal tear last year and then they kind of fell off a cliff. Right. Edmonton was just a disaster all last year, but then they're unreal. Like right. dry saddle McDavid. Now, going back One, to what we said punch. about Taylor Hall finishing out of Heesher a couple years ago by like 40 points. Pretty sure McDavid Dreisel, they're in the 50s right now. And then I think James Neal's behind them at like 25. So they're lapping their entire team, right? So we were just talking about if they're pretenders and contenders. And I'll start by saying Mike over here, the CAC, was convinced, was going to tell me how wrong I was about Buffalo. They started out well, then they kind of went down, and then they're kind of riding right yeah. back up. Yeah. And Jack Eichel is leading the charge yeah. right now. Absolutely. And, man, he's looking like a hell of a player. Kids got spunk. Like, he's just turned into a leader. Yeah. And, like, I think it was he's got 28 or 29 points in his last 16 games. Yeah, he's been on So fire. he's almost got two a game. He's got 15 goals in 16 yeah. games. Torch the Leafs. Like, <laughs> not right now. He's not. Yeah, what's the score in that Three game? 3 right nothing now? right now. Leafs. Toronto? Yeah, nice. Austin Matthews scored uh, second goal. That's all I saw. All I'm not just happened. another goal. I'm just saying, if I was to pick <laughs> one out of the two, which one would be the pretenders? Which one's the contenders? My horse. I think is the contender. Oilers. I'm gonna interrupt you right now before okay. you say your piece. Oh, he just did. Oh. Kind of. It's okay. Go, 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 <laughs> go. Okay, fine. No, no. You know oh, I said Oilers already. So you think Oilers are what? I think Oilers are gonna be the contender out of him, uh, out of him, out of them in Buffalo. Okay, I disagree with you. What? <laughs> Whoa, I do I do disagree with you. I think I think buff <laughs> was a good one. I didn't even know that was what it did. It's perfect. I disagree though. I think I think Buffalo has a more really? I think they're a more well rounded team. What do you think, Giovanni? I mean, yeah, like I do think Buffalo's and I hate this because they're in the Atlantic and they're the Leafs rival, but like unbiased opinion here, that like Buffalo they they have an easier route road yeah. because of who's in their division. Edmonton's going to be That's surprising. Yeah. Like yeah. think about you know, that. Like how thought. how backwards is that? Yeah, who would have thought? But that? you're right. Like the Atlantic is kind of wide open right now and I mean Jack Eichel, he's leading their team right now. Yeah. And Ralphie Kruger coming behind the bench again. I like Kruger. I like yeah. him a lot. But I don't know. I I still think that Tippett's going to get those guys going. And right now Arizona is Tied with a game in hand with them in points, so the thing is, it's hard to really look at, especially Edmonton, the West. Arizona, dude, I can't believe it. It's hard yeah, to look right? at the West right now because it's all like even L.A. is not that far from the second wild card dude, spot, LA and they're was, last. They have they had to let Ilya Kovalchuk go. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. Oh, I saw that issue that in 2017 oh, of a, where Kovalchuk would go and. Uh, he just wanted them. I hate that. Do you plan. see this now? He's like, he's like, I want to play, and like contenders want him. He's like, I want to go to a contender, and 
it's I'm honestly this is funny because I feel like this team that I'm about to say has done this the last couple years with guys like Jerome McGinley. Uh, Boston is apparently going after Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, they were, they were, they were in. And he in said he's willing it. to take a minimum. Well, yeah, because he's going to get. Paid. He's going to have to. He's going to get. Gila never won with Boston, did he? No, 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 no. He never won with. They went to a Cup final though. They went to the Cup final. Joe McGinley is my favorite player. Yeah, I think against. I love. No, they beat Chicago. No, they lost. No, they lost to Chicago. Yeah, they. He was. He might have been on that team. Let's let's look it up. Yeah, I know he lost when he was in Pittsburgh. Isn't that funny how he had a trade in Boston and yeah. then he rejected it, goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins, right. and then they lose? It's like Hosa right. chasing those cups, oh right? My God, was yeah. on Pittsburgh, loses it to Detroit, yeah, goes to Detroit, loses it to Pittsburgh, yeah. and then he goes to the Chicago and finally wins it. Right. And then somehow develops an allergy to the jerseys. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah he's got so like an allergy to equipment. That's why he was forced to retire, something like that. Not like again, he wasn't forced to retire. The guy didn't retire for like ever. He played. You know, literally. but he but Calgary was going to bring him back. Brian Burke even admitted to it. It was between him and Yomer Yager, and and the Flames decided on bringing Yager, not Aginla back. Mm. So figure that out. Aginla was on Boston I mean, 2013, 2014. Now that would have been around the time that they played Chicago in the final. No. Yeah, I believe so. Gonna find out right now. So while he's Either looking, way. while he's looking at that, uh, we're just gonna talk about our sponsor, Palatin. Uh, they've lost <laughs> billions of dollars. It's really billions horrible. Billions and billions and billions. Billions and of dollars. Billions. You know, they. It's gotten so bad that Ryan Reynolds had to get the Palatin mom in a commercial for his whiskey. Uh, you know, so thoughts and prayers because they're so useful at this time thoughts of distraught. Nothing works more than power of thoughts and prayers. So if you can send that to Palatin and not money. We would really encourage that. So the year Boston went to the Cup final and lost to Chicago, Ginla went the following year. So he was oh. one step behind again. And then he went to LA. And then after that, he messy. went to Colorado. Right, because he thought that he was going to win a cup there. And he was there for three years. Yeah, he was a oh, year with. About he that. tried to get one in Pittsburgh. Tried to get one in Boston. Oh, yeah, he went, to LA. went to Colorado and then went to LA in 2016, 2017. Dude, he had, a, he had and like a whole games. career, almost after he left Calgary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely like, a downside of his career, but for yeah. sure. But I mean, like he, I didn't realize he bounced around so many different teams. I think it's a, I think it was a damn travesty that he he didn't win a Stanley Cup. Oh, there's so many players like that that you know, um, yeah, like Mike Fisher, Jeremy Roenick, like players that were heart and soul players. That Mar- Marcel Dion's always named as the number one guy. I met his daughter at his little store in St. Catharines. Nice. Uh, she took us on a private tour around there, and it was really cool. But uh, but just because I mentioned Jeremy Roenick, you mm-hmm. tweeted something tonight, Giovanni, about... Uh, oh, what, yeah, What yeah. did you tweet? Because yeah, I have so a response I was, to I that. Was listening to, I was listening to sports radio, and I was hearing about... Um, they were talking. It was about football. They were talking about if Tom Brady leaves New England, if it could change his legacy, blah 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 blah. And it got me thinking. Of, oh, and then they brought up how Michael Jordan went to Washington, and how they're like, "Oh, well, didn't that ruin his legacy?" And one person said yes, one person said no. And I had tweeted, "What about when Wayne Gretzky went and coached in Arizona and never really did anything?" And then that's where you chimed in. So I, y- you, you like Jeremy Roenick? Love Jeremy. Do Roenick. I like Jeremy? Yeah. Do you I, like Jeremy Roenick? Beauty. I he, love him. He's a. He's a. He's a. Just a nice guy. 
I, I love that. Although I Patrick Waugh couldn't hear him because he's got his two Stanley Cup <laughs> ring plug in my ear. <laughs> I love how he didn't even use like perfect English terminology, which yeah. makes it even more funnier and more <laughs> savage Get bird. His, uh, jack but out of there, Jeremy, Raptors. I don't know how many books Jeremy Roenick has written, but it's definitely the first one he ever mm-hmm. wrote. And it's I've read it five times. I love that book. It makes me laugh so hard. But it was interesting because he was there when Gretzky was the coach, and he had some insight about all that. And the insight was that Wayne Gretzky being Wayne Gretzky is a job of itself. So he's like, I'm not throwing shade at Wayne, but it's Wayne being Wayne Gretzky is a job. So what would happen is Wayne Gretzky would do Wayne Gretzky things, and the assistant coach, I think it was Ulf Samuelson, or it was one of the it was one of the like few European coaches, right. uh, assistant coaches that was in the NHL around that time, he would do most of the quote-unquote coaching. Yeah, sure. So, and 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 again... So they used Gretzky as a puppet? Is that what you're saying? So, and that's not what I'm saying. That's well, what Jeremy Roenick said. Oh, okay, that's yeah. what it seemed like when, but that's what when it was. he was the coach. I it it's such a non factor in my mind when it when I hear Gretzky the last thing I think about is oh yeah he coached oh no one hundred percent I think of NHL Gretzky ninety eight but uh, yeah, it's right? a great game ninety nine too they had a glitch yeah. they had this glitch where you couldn't score more you couldn't have more than a five goal like uh, lead, lead. Yeah. and me and my brother finally took us like fifteen years we had a six goal lead. Wow. We paused the game and took a picture. Wow. It's, it was that rare. With what, like a digital camera or something back in the day? No, yeah. our phones. <laughs> oh, yeah, phones. I think I still disposable. have it. I still have it somewhere, but. Disposable, yeah. That, that's my, oh, I, <laughs> the, every time I hear disposable camera, I think of The Office. With you Michael's wait, I just the, yeah, the disposable <laughs> camera, and he just tosses them. It's like, I like using disposable cameras, but you can't look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that episode oh yesterday. God, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so oh deadpan God. serious. There's Michael, there's just, that's just brilliant. Yeah, it's just brilliant. It's amazing. Uh, it's a great show. Yeah. But but it, but that's what it was. Wayne Gretzky being Wayne Gretzky was mm-hmm. tough enough, and so Ulf Samuelson was kind of the like this, you know, the ghost coach kind of. So sure, um, Gretzky was there just to try to put more people in the seats, and I can almost guarantee that that's the reason. Oh, I, yeah, for, and he was also sure. part owner at that time too. Yeah, he right? might have been. Yeah, he was. He, he absolutely been. was. Right? Right? Live so, there. I think he lives there. He's got yeah. a house there for sure. He definitely has a house in California. Yeah. Um, but you know, sure. why not? he's Wayne Gretzky. Why not? Yeah. Sorry, it's just. Did you see that new Tim Hortons commercial? There? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Did you see one. it? Explain well, it. I don't know. Tell me what it is. Yeah. Explain it. You're better at explaining that. It's Tim, Hort- Tim Hortons did a commercial where it was it was Wayne Gretzky as a kid, and he was basically saying how oh you sent he, uh, this to us in the he, in the he ran GC. he went to go to the one of the first local Tim Hortons openings in Brantford, and Tim Horton was there signing autographs. I do remember and that. He didn't have anything to sign it on, and he used a, a napkin, and it also shows Walter Gretzky. Um, you like he still has the napkin to this day, like in some safe keep in his house. And they were just showing it's like even Wayne Gretzky had a hero kind of thing. And it's how one little note on a napkin it like changed, it could change history. Like it can affect so many things. And it was a really cool commercial. So going back to Jeremy Roenick, he had an experience with Gordy Howe. Uh, he Jeremy Roenick was at the game. He was a kid, and I don't remember the details, but I think Gordy pointed him out. And either he gave him a puck or he took some of Jeremy, young Jeremy Roenick's popcorn. I forget what that was. <laughs> and That sounds familiar. Right? So it's, it's popcorn thing. Yeah. So it, it's it's literally like it can really, it can really change your life. And I've had experiences where people I've watched, and they're not all bad, Gio, because he only hears about the bad stuff, but <laughs> where people I've watched and people I, in Vegas, actually, which is what me and Gio are repping right now, where <laughs> it completely... 
like you meet someone that you've followed for years and you look up to them and you aspire to be somewhat like them. And that goes such a long way. You know, so I thought that Tim Hortons uh, ad was so great. Better than anything Starbucks could have possibly have come up with. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Are you kidding me? You're telling me that you're going to charge me more for a bagel and you're going to gonna butter it? I have to butter it myself? Butter your Get own out of here. It's twisted. Uh, it's all reversed. It's all I hated that, man. Being in a relationship, they don't want to go to Tim Hortons, man. They want to go to Starbucks. Capitalism, right? <laughs> God, so dumb. So dumb. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to. Begin to go to the last minute of play because there's something I want to bring up. But do you have anything else, either of you, that you want to talk about? We're in here for a little. Uh, oh, whoa, not so much. But well, I just saw something on Twitter today. It was about it's. This is Leafs related because okay. I know Mikey. He's here for the first time, and um, I just wanted to kind of throw this at him quickly. Right, let's do it. It sure. was answer these, and it's hashtag Leafs forever. So it's just a list of right, things, like and you just lightning round. Yeah, we'll try and Quick, go a little, little bit of a rapid fire. Time. So, let's go. based on this season, who do you think is the most improved player on the Leafs? Uh, Frederick Oche. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Best <laughs> right out of the gate. That one's for you, buddy. Best overall player. Uh, best overall player. Oh, you know what? I mean, I, this is hard. Frederick Anderson. That's what she said. Frederick Anderson? Okay. I probably would I probably would have went with best overall. I probably went with Tavares. Team MVP. Nope. This is where I think you should put Frederick Anderson. I'm going to say Freddie. Can he be yeah. both? Yeah. He can be both. Sure. Most shocked by? Uh... Mitch Marner. The bad way? Yes. Okay, I, I was going to go good, and you I was going to say Ilya Mitch used to be so, he used to just pop out when he was on the ice, and he, I don't know, it lost it for me a little Hardest bit. worker. This might be easy. Hardest worker. Don't ask Mike. I might sue you on the list if I ask you who the hardest worker is, right? Mike yeah, Babcock, I'm, that I'm is. A, I'm a big fourth line guy, hardest worker. Uh... I love our fourth line. I'm, I'm just going to give it to our fourth line. As Whoever plays on the fourth line. Yes. All right. Who's been the least impressive? I guess that would be Mitch Marner, right? Mitch Marner, but also, and, you know, just take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> Austin Matthews, he's got the stats, but not when we need him. Okay. I well, here, I'm going to hit you with the next one. Okay. Most declined. Because a lot of people are saying Matthews declined is either. declining. I think he's I just been a flat that. line the whole, for, for the last few years. Most declined. Uh, I think John Tavares, personally. Wow, okay. I think he just looks a little slow out there. He might and have uh, an injury. As the last one, as as your favorite, the softest player on the team. Uh, oof. <laughs> uh, William Nylander. I had a feeling you were going to say that just to vitriol. They you know what? I'm surprised he hasn't come up in throughout those questions already. Well, um, I easily would have meant to most improved. Uh, comparing for, from what he did last real? year till now, yeah, well, yeah, he played half a season last year, and I have, yeah. you know what, I have no, no sympathy for that, <laughs> <laughs> no time for that. And I think that's a good. Pl- I'll, I had a, I'll save that for next pod. It's fine. This was fun, wasn't it? Fun. Did it you have a good fun. time? I had a great time. Do you like this? I love. Want to do this more often? This hour and nine minutes and point two seconds of yeah, my so life. So sixty nine minutes. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so. Love it. Um, so thank you for everyone who is watching this. Uh, watching this. We really should get video <laughs> at some point. There's a camera there uh, who's there been is. listening to this. Um, again, this has been brought to you by Palatin. <laughs> <laughs> Cycle your way. Stocks. Cycle your way out of debt with Palatin because we clearly can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for Mikey uh, being here. Big Bear Lascare. Uh, do you have a Twitter? Uh, 
I do. I'm going to have to search in the archives yeah. for it. Okay, because we usually say at the end of it. So where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at Writer Giovanni. You can also read my articles and Mike's articles at puckpros.com. Thank you. I have the double underscore CAC. And get pucks deep. This podcast is not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Be kind to each other. Good night, everybody. Love.